everyone. Welcome to the podcast, the Polarized Podcast. I am one of your hosts, James. Uh, welcome, everybody. We are taking a little trip today. All of us are taking a trip to Italy. That is the movie that we're talking about. It's a polarizing movie. We're back, baby. It's happening. Uh, it is certified fresh by the critics and 87%, baby. It is a rotten downright rotten no good bad movie 57 percent by the audience five out of 5,000 ratings out of 134 ratings for the critics that's that's the parameters here we love the numbers we love getting into it by by me by we i don't mean me i'm slipping all over the place i'm gonna i'm i gotta i gotta take a breath and i gotta get ready to bring in the great Brandini is back again with me. Hey, hey, hey! The guest Let's go. Is bringing in the true, the true host, the true. Uh, We're taking a trip, baby. Showman, if you will, one of the greatest showmen. If if not, it's not. If it's not a PT Barnum, it's a it's a it's a, a PT Brandini. It's a PT Brandini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to keep it alive. I'm trying to remember some. We got to keep the name, the nicknames alive. Whatever ones we we're, we're coming up with along the way, because I'm sure I've forgotten other ones as well. But how does how does this song go? Uh, uh, a million dreams and and greatest showman. I was. I was I was, I was in singing like it on a pop. grocery store. I think recently. I think oh it was like a grocery goodness. store. Perhaps a. It was some sort. Of, it was a store of some kind, and and uh, Carl leaned to me and she was like, "Do you know what song this is?" I think it was maybe like a CBS even or something, and I was like, "No, what is this?" And she's like, "This is a million dreams by <laughs> on that on that movie that that you watched and talked about in detail." It was like and a, I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is that one." Are you talking about the one with uh, Zac Efron and Zendaya? I think a million dreams is the one that has like a reprisal. It's like towards the beginning oh. when he's up on the rooftop with his kids. And it oh, also leads okay. into like, I think it's also uh, like um, shows time progression of like him, you know, the like, yeah, I don't, it has a lot of ups and downs and God, I fuck. I was like singing it on this pod, but man, um, that's not surprising that you don't remember it. Just like I'm forgetting a lot of it as well. Cause that movie is like a fever dream. <laughs> 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 it's like a million dreams locked in not grounded at all it is uh no it's one of the fluffiest ethereal. you could uh yeah you could watch which there's a time and a place i mean this is this is the brand of fluff that we're about to get into today that i just uh yeah maybe it's a type of a brand that i uh kind of lean towards a little bit more but you know it's uh i could see it's it's not everyone's cup of tea the audience did not enjoy it as much there's there's people that were not as into it but they, yeah. that 87 is uh, pretty spicy, if you ask me. I think it is pretty spicy. And I was uh, shocked by it because I genuinely thought it was the reverse. I, I didn't look at the review before watching it. Um, yeah. And sequel, yeah, too. Because, yeah, I just, that also clouds your judgment. Um, but mm -hmm. I guess it's just like, forget, like we say it and then I forget about it. And then I just go into it and I don't look at it before. But anyways, like, <laughs> I think um, that's best. You don't want to like, think about it too much. And in, in the act, act of it, I don't know. I try not to well, yeah. try not to be influenced by yeah. just people on the internet, you know? And it's like, and also just be influenced by people in general. Like it is so incredibly difficult in this time and place in human history and existence where like, 
when you're doing anything, you're seeing how to do, do it by other people and like what's the best and getting recommendations. We it just it, that's how we consume anything is through recommendations. It's never like, or very rarely is it real true discovery. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah it just doesn't exist really anymore because you have so much time in a day and things move so much quicker now that why not have the best? Now you have the tools to know what the best is. And that's obviously subjective, but there is like, what do you like? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll punt it to you is like, how would like, we all look for the best, but that is my best isn't your best, but what would be the term that like, if you were to type in best horror movies, you most people would get six similar lists and they would have very similar ratings uh, for like what the best is of that genre. Like, what is that? That is just consensus. Is that how you would describe that? And uh, it's it's that's a tough one because it, it all depends on which listicle that you might, you know, happen uh-huh. upon. Um, and how broad right. the parameters are for what, what's being listed. Uh, and one uh-huh. that I just saw today was I, I, Mar- old Marty Scorsese, as I like to call him. Uh, he, I believe he turned 80 recently and you know, his, his new really? movie is coming out and he has like 25, I think he has 25 movies and they were like, Oh, we're going to list Scorsese's, uh, 25 movies. Who, who is they? Do you recall? Damn. It was like, I think it was like, not any, any like nobody or something like it was a pretty i feel like it was a pretty reputable i think i can i can figure it out yeah um but the one thing that did surprise me while i'm looking at looking at this is uh they rated number like i'm not even sure if you can guess what they rated number one is how how bizarre of a choice it kind of (laughs) was raging bull right i think that might have been number two okay um do you want me to tell uh, it's a variety fucking variety did this article is it did he do once upon a time in new york or it's like something called he did new york new york i think it's called something like that but it's not it's not there (laughs) i can yeah i mean i can knock off the ones that you say from it's not donnie brasco right (laughs) did i don't think he directed that he might have produced it okay Oh fuck! I'm trying to think. This even this top ten, I am kind of surprised by. Yeah, and this might be like a you know fool's errand to kind of go down this road. You you got Raging Bull, you know you get you get Goodfellas, Departed's in there. That's the top. That's and those are in the top five. Age of Innocence is five, before Taxi Driver, and then there's Alice doesn't live here anymore. Very good movie. Last Temptation of Christ is number eight, before King of Comedy. Number ten is Wolf of Wall Street. 11 gangs in New York, you know, and I don't want, I don't have to go down the whole list, but you know, it's interesting. Casino comes in at 17 after the Irishman. Wow. You know, and that's, that's, that's just, this is, I don't know. You 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 punted something to me. And then I just brought up like, Oh, that reminds me of this list. (laughs) This is is such a funny process. I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm no, but I mean, you're you're also, I'm leading to what this number one is and it's not a bad movie by any means. It's just surprising. What they pick is silence. Whoa. Is their number one Martin Scorsese movie? Holy fucking shit. That's their number one. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) 
blew my mind. And I remember going to, I went to that, see that movie by myself. And there was like two other people in the theater with me. And I was like, so depressed walking out. And I was like, that was an amazing, oh, amazing man, movie. But it was, it was interesting choice now thinking it's, about it's it. It's dark and everything. And it's like his kind of, it looks I can so why, good. I can see why they say like, Oh, this is his magnum opus because mm-hmm. in his, I feel like almost in his mind, that's what he's wanted to do for so long. He finally right. did it. It means so much that he was able to tell that story. It just, yeah, blows my mind that, uh, yeah, but it's, it's kind of fun to like, and this is, this maybe is where I can kind of go back into what I think we were talking about earlier is, is so early. you know, like not party, like it, all of the information is out there. There's so much, there's almost, there is too much. And it's, it's just up to you to kind of tailor your experience the best you can. And I try to just refrain from look, finding out too much about something before I actually partake in, in it myself for the most part. And then, you know, after the fact, I like to see the discussion and kind of help it guide my own thoughts as well. And I definitely, definitely like ascribe to things that people say uh, that I didn't come up with myself, but I'm like, oh, I, yeah. now that I see that, even like some of the, the, even the broader things in Nope, you know, Jordan Peele's newest movie, like mm-hmm. I didn't get some of it. I still enjoyed a lot of it, but then that yeah. helped illuminate why I should enjoy it even more, honestly. Um, and everyone's journey is different through that. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's yeah. a little overwhelming when people, yeah, really tell you how to think and tell you like, Oh, if you do like this, then you're dumb. You're not allowed to like that. Or like anyone who likes that is dumb. Was that, that kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know from the, you know, you can, you can be into what you're, what you're into. And if you're commandeering about trying to push something else into someone else into something and like into a narrative, that's where, I feel like people just get uh, turned off by someone who's trying to like uh, turn someone on to something so like forcefully, you know, but I think even our, even in our relationship, we've gotten to know each other so well that like there's Mm -hmm. certain things that we come across that are like, Oh, I feel like Brandon would enjoy that. That reminds me of Brandon. Cause I feel Uh, like, you know, and I just like, you know, it's, it's fun to mention those things and be like, Oh, that made me think of you. And like, that might be something like, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, those processes are fun, but, uh, yeah, I love listicles too. <laughs> and then, this, love and them, then yeah. this one, it's just like, makes me think of like, well, oh, that's maybe, I think it'd be hard to make that list of Scorsese movies, but now looking at this, I'm like, oh, well, I, maybe I could, because I think it'd be different than this. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, oh, totally. Yeah. And Man, sure, what, yeah. Yeah. Interesting choice at the top one. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Cause yeah, it's, I just was thinking about the way that that movie looks and it looks like a, a good seventies movie. It looks like a, you know, what he was doing, um, in the past, but with updated technology to make it even clearer, but still have so like, it's so moody and has a color palette to it and has like, uh, you know, it's just like, I'm just thinking about widescreen stuff where you're just, you know, you see so much of the uh, setting and it's just, it's framed and lit in a way that is really wonderful. Um, but I, I think the problem that like why I don't love that movie. And I think a lot of other people can sympathize is like, uh you know the plotting stuff and then um what the movie is trying to say is pretty profound but i guess it just like hmm, um 
was it super effective at saying what it needed to say i guess uh would be the way that i would describe some of the shortcomings not to say that it doesn't doesn't get there in a, in a lot of ways but um that's why it's surprising that it's number one is because i think that he has more succinct more um yeah just stronger performances not just again not to say that the performances were bad but yeah it's Oh, the performance is really, really good, but it's just hard for me to imagine. Like, it's like, it's like listing Schindler's List as your favorite Spielberg movie or something. Where mm. like you would be like, "Oh, you've never seen a Spielberg." Okay. Then, yes. then you try right. to you try to push that a little bit further, and I'm not necessarily. Maybe this isn't what they're saying about a number one movie, but if you're like, "Oh, you've never heard of Martin Scorsese," you've never Scorsese, you've never heard of Spielberg. Let me put on a movie for you, like the best one of the like their best movie, and yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, if you put someone down and and sit them down and you know in front it's just uh yeah there's plenty of trade what i'm saying is there's plenty of trademarks of both of those directors that i find the most endearing and what i enjoy the most so that are like iconic to not only their filmmaking but have inspired other filmmakers to do the same or is more inherent in movies like yeah raging bull is a great example but like goodfellas Mm -hmm. and casino are like what i think of when i think of a scorsese movie absolutely Um, yeah and when mm-hmm. I think, yeah, when I think of a Spielberg movie, it's yeah, Jurassic Park is 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 my shit. So it's gonna like fall. Everything's gonna trickle down from there because that's just my that's my shit. But yeah. uh, you know, it's I, it's fun to hear other people's lists, and um, yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting to like it's 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 makes me realize what I don't want and what I what I do want. Um, I'm curious to see how people would rank the trip movies. Oh I, yeah, right. I, I feel like there'd probably be a, a listicle uh, about those uh, two. <laughs> we haven't even seen, I've only seen the, oh um, uh, yeah, see, this is, this is what I'm at. This, this is what happens with like Googling for this movie. Even I, mm-hmm. I just realized now I'm like, oh, trip movies ranked. And they're like, oh, these are the best travel movies ever. <laughs> and oh, what's, up, like, oh, give us number one. We were just like, talking about looking at a, like trip to Italy. And it was like, oh, you want to go to a trip to a Italy? Lot. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh no. Okay. Movie. And then it's like, oh, here's all the best Italian movies. <laughs> trip, like, and there's like a lot of movies just about people going to uh, Italy. Okay, so yeah. I am. Yeah, it was going to Italy. I mean, Ro- they mentioned Roman Holiday, which, yeah. So yeah, mm. this is another one where it's like... That's some of the best stuff in the movie I is guess- when they associate like the the meta commentary of these these past movies because i'm just... It, it's a blind spot for me. Like Roman Holiday, for example, I think I've seen that. I don't think I've ever seen it. <sighs> Maybe I've seen... I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like those types of movies, have you seen a lot of the, the movies that they've talked about? Like, I don't think I've ever seen Casablanca. Have I've, you seen Casablanca? I don't think I've finished Roman holiday. I've def- definitely seen parts of it. Um, Casablanca I watched in the film class. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that one's, that one's, I mean, I guess it's worth seeing for, for film history and everything. And it was nice again, to have somebody kind of guide me through how I should kind of be watching the movie. My, my teacher and all oh, that was yeah. like, that was really nice because it illuminates everything and it makes it easier to kind of get into something when you're just a dumbass like high schooler. That's when I, that's when I watched it. So, um, but there was plenty of references that went right the fuck over my head. Uh, like, like plenty of other stuff that I just didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not everything, but there was, there was certain stuff, the best travel movie, Brandon, oh, this is an IMDB list. I should probably find something more legit. But that person said uh, Into the Wild was their favorite, which 
it's a sad movie, but I mean, sad movie. yeah, it is like about pretty modern movie too. Travel, I guess. Considered. Not so, like memorable in its direction. The story is a book and compelling, but yeah, mm-hmm. the performance oh, by Emil Hirsch is pretty good too, right? Oh, it's that movie yeah. you're talking about, mm-hmm. Emil yeah. Hirsch. Yeah, theguardian.com. Uh, Roman Holiday is on their list, but then yeah, yeah there's this these kind of like sadder, more darker movies like In Bruges. I guess it's a really to Bruges. I Plus, love that movie so much. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be like, oh, it's a travel movie. Travel movie. Yeah, um, right. Lost, yeah, totally. Lost City of Z. Uh, let's see here. Ugh. Before oh, Before Sunrise. That's a great movie. What That's is that? Wonderful. Before Sunrise. There's like a whole. There's a trilogy of. It's just like uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Delpy just either like have a magical night together like and then they just have to go their separate ways the next day and it's just like kind of real time the movie like kind of just shot in real time of them just walking around having a conversation <laughs> and it's like oh it's amazing i think it's it's a lo- lovely movie Dar- darjeeling limited captain fantastic on the road the way hunt for the wilder people under the tuscan sun Lion. under the tuscan sun's great yeah, I haven't seen that one. It's uh, that looks like one of the more happier movies. Yeah, it's like you pray love. Yeah, compared to some of these other ones. Um, but this, I'm surprised this this movie's not on there. <laughs> I know, right? I, like, I don't know when this list was made, but I'm not. I'm surprised that this movie or the first the trip was is not a not on here as well. You know, but then there's like oh, I guess yeah. there's like some of those are like trap like travel movies, and but then there's like road trip movies which are i think that's like uh, another genre totally like, different genre that's the road road trip vacation mm-hmm. almost famous yeah that works little miss sunshine yeah, totally. um yeah. yeah midnight run you know dumb and dumber that, yeah, that does work that does work Tommy, tommy boy this is Speaking fun little, going through little, lists little, of travel movies <laughs> are we having funny. fun yet are we having are fun we yet having fun yet? having fun yet <laughs> see th- these are you references that, that i can get behind <laughs> you're that guy god where do i know you from are uh, we having fun yet do for a party down rewatch it might just have to I know. happen um it's the yeah it's mandatory every yeah. couple of years yeah <laughs> what right, is well, it on now the i mean the 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 trip my my friend have when's the last time you watched the first one it's been a while since they've seen the first one and so very long this time. one it was just it's not like, oh, last time on the trip. <laughs> like, it's not It's not like you really need to like catch up on anything. And even no, the one thing it seems like they you might have needed to know is like he hooked up with the camera woman in the last one, yeah. it seems like. I don't, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, that, and then that was even just a uh, very matter of fact what uh, they went through on this one, too. So there is a character progression that's happening so i would say that is that steve like coogan that, was yeah. was the uh, was what rob was doing in this movie essentially but in, in a def, definitely in a different way i guess i'm just being like more lothario uh because yeah in the first one steve coogan was yeah mm-hmm. uh up with the uh, camera woman but then also too that's just that was more his attitude and this mm-hmm. movie is about him he's more reserved there was a the nights spent on this trip he was calling his son reconciling Mm -hmm. with his uh, wife like really trying to work on his family and that was his arc in this which was pretty rich you know i'll get i'll give it that but it's it's weird that i say that it's rich because i was also thinking like the way that this movie ends too is that i felt like 
not a lot happened in this movie. Oh, you know no. what I mean? Oh, no. But then I came to terms with it, and I really enjoy that fact mm-hmm. because it is just it's, it, it, it it is this movie is a movable feast. It it, it just it, ah, it's travel loggy. I was thinking about mm-hmm. our connection to James Bond and our love for James Bond, and a part of the James Bond series is that it's very travel loggy, and that's really passed down. Like that's one of the things that your dad's point dad's point out to kids uh, when they're introducing them to James Bond is like, oh, look at these wonderful places that he's going. It's so great. Yeah. Um, and you know, just the idea of traveling to these uh, locales is always going to be appealing to a, a human being. It's just the idea that here is this uh, this other place that just yeah like italy is always framed and and people exist in italy with such a um it's like romantic uh, yeah romantic yeah romantic is the best way to describe it yes you're you're more considered with passion than you are with what time it is or what obligate like having obligations it's like and you're I'm sure just it's romanticized as well but it's it, you know there's, exactly. there's definitely yeah. a different attitude than than you know mm-hmm. so like socal right. sunny surfer cool dudes like us you know right uh, it'd be so yeah so funny to read reviews from italians <laughs> like actual italian man it makes us seem like we're too romantic could you ever I don't know. I have a hard time imagining an Italian being like, you know, frustrated with the fact that the uh, Italy and Italian people are usually, yeah, I don't know, have a strong association to being uh, romantics, being um, people that are out and about and having loves and passions and conversations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's why that that's what I enjoy about this is that, yeah, it is very mockumentary and it's yep. very locked in on them when they start riffing and they, they kind of just go. And then there's just little snippets in between of real life. It seems like not just like their little kind of cacophony of weirdness and, and, and hu- inside jokes and humor and references and impressions and, and all that stuff. Oh um, but when you see the food and you see the people, you know, working at the restaurant, all that feels so just real and documentary like that. Yeah. They're just, they're real people. And then you go into the the kitchens yeah, and a lot of the kitchens weren't like lit like a set or anything. They didn't light them up or anything. They just, uh-huh. it, just and it didn't look like like glorifying the the food at at least in that setting. And then once they bring it out, it looks a lot like I mean, just all the food looks fucking amazing. Oh my just god, just even yeah. more so in like the daylight and everything. But they didn't uh, plus it up there, and it seemed like yeah, a lot of the other stuff seemed very natural with um, the tapestry uh, behind them, so it gave them room uh, to work in like. A, a realistic setting and then just, yeah, things would just move on to the, to the next place. Um, but for, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if we're going to start getting to certain criticisms and everything for two hours, you know, yeah, like not a lot does happen and okay. they, and they do kind of, uh, amp it up near the end, almost like a soft climactic sort of yeah, build up sure. of, of emotion between the two of them of like where they're like, where they're at in their lives sort of kind of, uh, bubbles to the surface at least which i enjoyed they at least like had um tinges of that uh but you know off off the bat they're they're coming coming with their you know fucking like impressions coming with the impressions coming with the meta joke about like oh you know like why even make a second like why even make a sequel and do it again like what's the fucking uh-huh. point like who would do that sort of thing and and and, and lambasting themselves 
And then they do, yeah, they get the Michael Michael Caine thing. I'm not, I can't do it as good. I can't do it. I was yeah, trying. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why Why should I even try when, yeah, we're just talking not about it. You're another Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get into like the, <laughs> the yodeling of his voice was one of the funnier, yes. like how old, how kind of old and crackly and kind of like it cracks a little bit up and down. Uh, now I, it's just that kind of breakdown of an impression is really fun and fascinating for me uh, to, to see somebody, uh, that does a, a, a fan. That's like his best impression. Like, hands yeah. Down. Oh, hands down. Like, it's like perfect. And <laughs> yeah. to see, to see him kind of like break it down like that just adds to the fun of it. I don't know. So there's maybe there's certain card tricks or something. If you show the, the, how they do it, it like, it doesn't make it, it's like, Oh, now it's boring. But to me, I don't know the the, me- the so mechanics no, behind no. it, and it just makes it even more exciting. It's like, wow, the dexterity to be able to kind of, yeah, maybe more with the card trick, but with an impression, like, yeah, it's a different kind of dexterity. But they're, uh, you're you're launched right into who? Do you know who this guy is? Who's not Steve Coogan? And this is a joke that they made about Americans as well, not knowing who he is, and him like breaking into the American market. Um, oh, yeah. But the, yeah, as you said, as I said earlier, the not Steve Coogan guy, because I didn't know his, I'm such a jerk. Rob Brydon. Rob yeah, because yeah. they were making the whole joke about his name being so close to Byron and uh, yeah. <laughs> which is they just talk so there's so much so Byron stuff in this movie. Yeah. And then that was something where I was so because that whole oh, bit about his name being Gordon, and you're like, well, you can't yeah. Gordon, yeah, that's such a that's plain not a name. Good name yeah. That's not a good name. <laughs> of course, you would go by Byron. That's way way more interesting. <laughs> and then oh. and then I like I kind of uh, ruminated on it a little bit more after the movie, and obvi- it was very it's obvious to people who maybe know classic literature a bit more and poetry and whatnot. But yeah, I was like, oh, this is just, maybe this is kind of just like the parallel between Percy Shelley it and, is. and Lord Byron. And this is their companionship, like in Italy at that time or something. And they kind of like exactly going, that was like such a fun and smart move for someone who is dumb like myself to figure out later. Uh, but that's like, I like those references did kind of go over my head at the, at the time, but it was still just some of it. I mean, you know, you get the, the, it's implied the in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because they, they set up the fact that they, both brought books essentially of Byron's poems and then, or like his biography or something like that. Each one of them had books that they were reading Mm -hmm. and it it seemed like about Byron because they were talking about it too. And this movie is filled with them making pit stops at locations based on romantic movies and the plaques uh, of Byron. He takes pictures in front of everywhere. He takes, uh, yes. God. Such a fun movie. I wanted to go back a little bit about uh, just to talk about the, um, you know, the uh, the kitchen and the food and the conversation and the way that this is shot is I I love that there's such a kinetic energy of a kitchen. There's a lot of people moving. There's plates. There's a lot of sounds and just food in itself. is just like, oh, you see it be played and you're like, I'm going to eat this. And my brain is going to (laughs) explode with just pleasure from food and And the setting. Oh, my God. And the and yeah, where places. they were sitting, of course, yes. And um, the waitresses, like there was always, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of banter. Um, and but these meals and these funny conversations that are mainly about them critiquing their impressions and then just really riffing on it would start. It's really centered around an impression, and then would talk about culture, like their opinion on culture. Um, you know, popular culture is at what that I would time, say. But yeah, it at is, the it time, is timely, yeah. And um, 
it's wonderful and adds so much like velocity or energy to what you're seeing when you're having a conversation and then it's interspliced with cuts of the kitchen and the food being made and the meal in the process of being taken out it adds a level of energy that matches very well to their kind of tempo of conversation and their uh um their repartee totally uh and it's it, it makes for like it's not just jokes but it's either the the setting is also adding to um adding to yeah the how those jokes work yeah i don't know the um it keeps you at the energy that the joke wants you to be at or yeah. needs you to be at or calls you to be at um great loved it love yeah, that it's such this. a big big part of the movie is is the food it's it's a food and travel mockumentary and mm -hmm. i don't know when when you go out to dinner when we go out to dinner we've done it many a time but it's like yeah. anytime any, and to anybody who goes out to dinner and you're just like sitting there waiting for your food or you're eating your food, commenting on it, you know, like making jokes and making each other laugh and, and yes, riffing on like thing. references and stuff like that. Like to have a movie encapsulate that is, is so worth my time. I feel like it's, it's a, uh, it's something fun to be tapped into, you know, even somebody that, yeah, that likes travel shows and, you know, mm -hmm. even the newest, like Phil Rosenthal, you know, you know, somebody feed Phil show is like, that's right up my alley. And it's something as well, where they, when they are going to these restaurants and these places, they don't seem to be like too cool for school or like they're trying to put their <laughs> mark on anything or they're being like rude yeah. or any way to the, you know, the wait staff or, or they're being critical of the food in, in any way, or they're being smarmy in like a, in, in that sort of way it's really mm -hmm. insular to to each other and they like make fun of each other and all that stuff. And if anything, they're like, so, you know, like make fun of themselves and way more. And then <laughs> it just, I, I like that light that it casts on them rather than them, them being like the really cool guys going to these places and just like making it cooler since they showed up. It's a, it's like anything. It's like, wow. They're like they're just nerdy weirdos that kind of show up to this place and kind of like have their funny conversations and then experience what there is to offer uh, from the place that they're, they're going to. And that's much more interesting to me in this movie. And then like, you know, travel and cooking shows as well. And that was, you know, always my favorite part of Bourdain was, you know, he always seemed to find a way to assimilate in, in, in a way mm -hmm. to, to what was going on, but then also explore. He's a, not above the situation. No, he's no. Incredibly. He's yeah. Grounded. Mm -hmm. He's a part, he wants to be a part of the background. He wants to under, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think those, that part was nice that they were just enjoying everything. And, uh, even the one moment where there was like a pause of like, Oh, what's wrong with the food? He's like, Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, oh man, I could just imagine just like, yeah, it's like me and you rolling through Italy or something like no. that sounds so fun. Like, you know, just in, in listening to Alanis, 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 I guess. <laughs> it's Alanis because I decided, uh, that's, I, I, that attitude is so funny and, and just cruising through and, and stopping at places to eat. Oh my God. Like it, that's something that I want to do already in life and to do it in an entertaining and funny way is, is, uh, is, is nice with, with guys that I, yeah, they don't take themselves too seriously. I, I don't know. No. It's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's Steve a dry, does. It's a dry sense of humor, 
Yeah, and then he's like kind of yeah lambasted for for that as, as well. <laughs> I, I I don't know. The but Rob is able to dress him down so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Like as the, as the more sensitive, the more like go with the flow guy. Um, yeah, he's like. Steve Coogan respects the hell out of Rob and loves the shit out of him. And it, it, the, like the, yeah, like they don't really have problems with each other. No. If anything, they're just, it's always just pretending to be frustrated because one of the person is being too silly mm-hmm. is really how it comes down to is It's like, and he, yes, they're like, they can be frustrated or be affected by like situations at home or what's happening to them outside of the meals that they're having. But when they like go to the meal, like they show up for each other and they'll give each other shit, but it's like, it's never, yeah. There's not really a conflict between Steve and Rob in this. No, movie. it never gets deep or anything like the closest to is in, you know, uh, Pompeii where they're like at the little man <laughs> in the box. And that's like the closest. It's like it's one bit that like Steve Coogan is just like kind of going through some like internal shit. And he's right, kind of just like, I wonder, I wonder if anybody like cried over this poor man that like got <laughs> eviscerated in the fucking volcano. And he's just doing his weird, <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like amazing like ventriloquist like it was yeah. so funny like, a bit of be, like he's throwing the, his voice in a way he's throwing his voice because like the way that it came yeah like even in the audio of the movie is crazy like <laughs> his voice was in front of them in that box because he's like able to make his voice sound like he's in because this person to set the scene is they're like in uh, uh almost like a catacomb and this person is in this box that has been preserved from pompeii that is yeah like um been fossilized right and there was it called like petrified or something is that petrified yes yes yeah because it's like crazy amount like hot flashing it's like a nuclear blast but with Mm -hmm. but with heat (laughs) that's probably a (laughs) terrible way to describe that but you get what i mean (laughs) you get it (laughs) moving on (laughs) um yeah so that was oh my god so fucking funny and the reason that Steve was upset about that is that he was what, like, I'm trying to, I was a little lost as like where Steve was coming from with his a little son. Ex- like, existential. I'm not, yeah, I'm not exactly yeah. sure what the root of it necessarily is in term, terms of that. But I think he's, I think he's feeling lonely. He wants to connect with his son. Yeah. Again. And he's like, I'm wondering yes. like if, you know, I, I'm, you know, my, my relationship with my son and, and, and how that's going to last throughout, you know, when I'm or not around anymore as well. And when I'm gone, if, the, if anyone's going to care and they're talking about like, in a, in a very, seems like such a good in guy. A very like, yeah. In a very like sardonic way, they're kind of talking about like, Oh, in 200 years, everything is very sardonic, but like, it's yeah. like two, 200 years. Like, is any, are either of us going to be remembered? And yeah, Coogan's like, me. yeah, me way, way more me than you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I love that shit, man. It's so funny. It's so, funny. <laughs> it's so dry and it's so deadpan. There's so much of this movie is so dry and deadpan. And I'm sure a lot of like audience members are watching it and just going like, it's just having a conversation. Like what, what, what yeah. do people like about this? This isn't funny. And right. yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's very dry. It's like you, you got, and like, even there was times like I put uh, subtitles on just preeminently. Cause I was like, yeah, they got an accent. Who knows? Maybe I'll like get lost in some of what they're saying. <laughs> I just and I just like having subtitles on in general. But some of the impressions that he was doing, I didn't understand at first what the impression was, and he wouldn't even say what the impression. And you just start going, 
and it would say in Dustin Hoffman's voice or, you know, in, in uh, Hugh Grant's voice or something. But uh, Hugh Grant, I, so good. And I have to say, just generally, like, there's a couple of impressions that he's really good at. And there's a couple that he's so bad in a certain way that it's still funny. Yes. It's uh-huh. like, that is not a good impression, but just how committed you are to it and how, I, like, like the- no thing is like i would say is it goes between that like you could tell yeah because it it goes back to breaking down what it takes to get to the impression and there are certain things that out of the complex you know structure that you would have to do with your voice to do this if you pick out certain things because it's just mm-hmm. funny like that's the funny part about it like the yodeling that they make the joke about <laughs> right was is only 16 how many Batmans did you, is he buried? <laughs> <laughs> Little pointy ears <laughs> sticking out. Whatever they were oh man. Just, and, and they're just riffing, man. I, you can really feel that energy of them just going and, and, and like letting like no cuts and just letting them go. Um, mm-hmm. and how prolonged it is. And they just go on to the next thing. And it's, uh, a combination of, of men that are like excellent in their craft of comedy, but also just have such a longstanding relationship. Yeah, that they're able to like set things up for each other. So the other person can mm-hmm. kind of like finish or they just like go eat, like push the bit a little bit further. And uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I think it's up to Steve Coogan to kind of be like the kind of just like kind of roll his eyes a little bit. But, you know, he's kind yeah, of like so. enjoying it as well. And the whole thing about him like growing old and he's like, yeah, someone's going to have to change you and everything. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and it's like, and then you're going to like grope your nurse or something. <laughs> it's like, nope, you're not even going to be able to do that. <laughs> It just like I don't know, there'd be like creepy old old men and everything like that too, and just and just having a laugh, if you will, uh, about some some uh, some some dark stuff in like a dry way, and their and their mortal kind of age, like getting older, and and commenting on, you know, one of the better scenes is I'm just kind of jumping around around, I guess, but uh, huh. you know, them them uh, standing like just like feet away from or yeah, or, sorry, meters. Mm-hmm. sorry right. everybody uh away from this table uh and they're just like commenting on these people like that's one of the, i don't know they're, some of those bits they just like are boom bang zing 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 about all the you know just uh that guy looks like a more handsome version of you or somebody that like yeah photoshopped you and took all the best parts and, <laughs> and they just kind of like kept on one-upping and uh the whole thing about the you know the woman just smiling she's like she's looking like right through me <laughs> and like this, giving me a, like they used to smile and and that was nice but now it's like the smile you give to a benevolent uncle <laughs> and that was i don't know that that just cracked that cracked me up because it's just <sighs> it's just living your life in a funny way i think these guys like know how to live their life in a funny way and find the humor in in situations and in terms of growing older and that is it's that and it's references to movies and impressions and uh yeah i don't know what, what was your favorite is it michael kane was your favorite impression uh, that he, oh he laid down this time. I, I think the Hugh Grant was really, those are that, that was my other one that I think he's actually like really good at that one, which obviously he's a British man, but he does this thing where he does like something with Hugh Grant where he like, he feels like <laughs> he like has to burp or something. Yeah, he's like, he short to, uh, of yeah. breath. I like, I, I can't do it properly, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's it's like, like kind of has like a breath like hanging in there or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's like, the place to start you can start from there and kind of expand the impression but yeah did you have a favorite just any oh man the, the whole bit about tom hardy and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. 
and um, Christian Bale was hilarious mm-hmm. about them competing to like be the most like be uh, no, like no one can understand them. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And then they go, they take it all the way to like pretending to be um, like a PA or an AD or whatever they're called. And, you know, having mm-hmm. the conversation <laughs> and then just moving, moving through it where they're like, talking to each other in these impressions, these like hyperbolic impressions of Christian Bale, where he sounds like he's deaf or was that the, yeah, <laughs> kind of the, the, the thing where he like puts his like tongue to the like top of his lips or something. And yeah. And he just, he ends up, and that's one of those where it's like, <laughs> I see where you're coming from, but it's like, that's not a good impression. It's funny how they just like keep going. It's, one of the, it's like, oh, that's not funny at first, but then you just keep doing it. Like eventually, yeah, it just becomes funny. It becomes funny. Especially yeah. when they are, yeah, they are so committed to the bit and there's a back and forth that's like re- like timed and edited really well uh, between the two of them. Even the editing, you know, yeah, between two people just sitting down a lot of the movie, the editing has to like kind of be kind of snappy yeah. you know, to keep to uh, uh, cater to the jokes and everything. And yeah, it, just a side note of that and everything. But um, yeah, that... And then it even a part of like Christian Bale like yelling because he there was that whole like uh, mm-hmm. clip of him like going off on somebody on the Terminator set when he was there. Yep. And it's just that kind of stuff. And yeah, that just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Tom, but like, no, we can't hear what you're saying. Like, we, we're gonna need... <laughs> and Tom doesn't like and, it. <laughs> yeah. And I love too how they leading up to that is that they talk about something that I totally uh, agreed with. And I feel like we've talked about, about them just being also scary and intimidating, you know, you just like, Oh, such good actors, but so scary. And then go and and exploring Uh, that criticism about them. in their craft, but like, yeah, terrifying. Both incredibly (laughs) intimidating guys. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. They, uh, and then like, you already mentioned the food. Um, and I was saying favorites, if you had a favorite, I'll throw the question to you if, if you have a favorite dish, but I was, I'll maybe start to give you some time to maybe think about it. But mm. I mean, I've just been, when I saw little like bird's nest of fucking like angel hair pasta, yeah, it was like dude, the thin, the thin noodles. The yeah. Fork. Like, like clumped in. Yeah. And like, it looked like a little bird's nest or something. Oh, I got, oh. Like, got me like so fucking excited. Just, just seeing that and like wanted to just, oof, just num, 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 num. And then just all the, all the fish, like I'm sure just like they were next to ocean and everything. But did you have a favorite, favorite uh, looking meal or anything or place? I think a standout for for me was like them being um, uh, near the water. And there's that, there's that section of like it, of people being able to sit and awning restaurant. And it was like really up into the water, Mm. but it looked like it was in a section of like between two rocks and like really like it's it's a steep climb it seemed like up and it was just it it seemed like they were having sitting at a restaurant on a private beach with a fair it was a pretty like full private beach in the size of it but yeah the uh fried octopus that they had there was probably i'm not a huge fried octopus guy i know a lot of people uh can be but i know when like good fried octopus really slaps yeah absolutely that like that consistency has to be like kind of just just right just right yeah and then yeah all the pasta i thought a really wonderful that dish that had the um paintbrush 
so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something too that was really wonderful is it was a dish of stuffed pasta where you could tell that it was a filled with um yeah, like a, a type of beef, you know, maybe venison, mm. whatever, but like it was really big oh, I think noodles, and then it was stuffed, and then the way that they like sauteed it and all of that. I was like, you just was that near the they, end? Like kind of near like, like middle end, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Latin portion, yeah, yeah. Because I mean then, like they met with uh uh-huh, the like camera the, the pregnant woman the, and the came in the camera. But, is like, the pregnant woman the mother of or is, she, or is she just like the travel, the the like is she like the con, not concierge like the person like just putting together the whole trip or like the I don't know I was trying to like think, a, does she or does she represent uh, the observer because that's isn't that who Rob Brydon was like working for was it like the, the observer or something like that almost seemed like her his agent yeah like agent or something like that yeah. yeah. But I guess, yeah, and he got that. Yeah. But it also seemed like it was his ex-wife because she showed up with his son and then, like, yeah, I don't know. There was, like, this, I don't know. There seemed like there was this well, she relationship. Showed up with, with Steve Coogan's son, though. Steve Coogan. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, Steve Coogan's son. Or okay. the ex-wife of Steve Coogan. Oh, I what see you. what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess it might be in that first movie or, uh, or something. Right, yeah. But, uh, you know, that was, that was like, kind of like the the second half i feel like or like kind of yeah near the end um but man there's just like there was, red sauce and clams oh some ravioli there was yeah there was uh so much that that couple like so great and then just, yeah. so many times would they just be sitting and just looking at the most beautiful scenery mm-hmm. in the world and just like oh. beautiful water and then you know they go swimming and they go in the boat and i'm wondering how i would do because i get seasick but i'm sure i'd be fine it'd be great uh yeah. and, they're, and they're just like I don't know. They're just joking around the whole time. Everywhere they go, they're just like, and and another one of my favorite details. We're just kind of going going through the de- the deets right now. But uh, the reason that he picked the mini Cooper to drive around the Italian job, the Italian oh, so job was so fun. I thought I was I, love it. I was cracking up. Like <laughs> just that sounds like something I would do. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh it's yeah, like, totally. it's not it's not the wrong choice. Um, such an interesting interior too because i saw there was a shot of like um you know the camera in the back passenger seat and the console for the mini cooper was like this enormous circle that then had a yeah TV in it yeah and it was just like a lot uh, like it almost looked like a huge clock face and then there was a tv in the middle of it, and it, it was so the gps was in there but it either i mean maybe it was but you couldn't like see it on the camera like it was kind of just dark you couldn't really yeah, see well, any sort right. of screen or, or anything but yeah that was that was wacky looking i was kind of just like taken aback when that first showed that i was like oh that big circle thing in the middle yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be funny if it was just like a just a clock like with actual hands oh my god totally you know it's like big ben you know yeah it goes with that union jack on the top side um <laughs> It's just ding, 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 ding. really interesting. <laughs> yeah, design choices on the inside. Yeah, it's crazy to me the uh, cars because it it exists. Of it's very prevalent uh, in um, the Prius, where there's just so much plastic and like mm-hmm. stuff in the middle and front section, and terrible design i'm just sorry i'm <laughs> I, I hate that design choice like remove that less of you want less of that and you want more um smaller flourishes where it matters but 
Yeah, that's so funny about the Italian job and the way that it was presented too. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, uh, um, like goats Steve Coogan into you know why he, he branded it and um, mm-hmm. starts the movie off in such a great place. Yeah, and you need some some good music for like a travel movie and the whole Alanis Morissette, uh, Jagged Little Both Pill on. album is is like a character in the movie almost itself. And yeah, because like I kind of like that reaction of yeah, like somebody that wants to get somebody else into something like oh, it's you know it's my ex it's ex wife or his wife no it was his wife because he yeah he has he's he's married but he's like oh it's my wife's uh, album and he's like do you want to listen to it and he's like no. <laughs> just look at he's like no i'm good it was like the nicest way to be like mm, fuck you uh but then it, of course they're like singing to it later and then i liked how the one song i forget what song it was but they're just kind of joking about how like what is she doing is she like what like asking to like take a shower at his place or like see what they're like it was the line was like see what's in his shower or something and like uh-huh. see if he she can stay over for a bit or something it's like she's just trying to like squat <laughs> at his place or something it's funny them like breaking down uh an alanis morissette song because they are so like detailed and specific some of her uh her lyrics and enunciated so well that it, it was able easy to riff off of and um yeah that was a yeah. that was a fun flavor in it you know and uh delicious food the whole way like i i feel like where did they go in the first one was it just somewhere in just like off the side of the road okay just this uh, this little place and then the woman serving them just you could tell didn't speak any english and in the first uh, movie oh i'm sorry i was thinking about the first place they went to to eat in this movie um where did they go in the first movie Mm -hmm. it was uh northern england gotcha yeah i don't know i feel like this is and this is a classic sort of oceans 12 situation in sequels they really like to go to different you know different places I mean, it's called the trip. Of course, they're going to go different places, but Ocean's, yeah. Ocean's 12, where was that? I feel like there was parts in like Italy. They were in Europe at least. And I just always, I don't know. I'd like a little Italian sort of uh, drive oh, yeah. through the winery like a little bit more. And uh, uh, yeah, although I don't know, just down in some wine and uh, taking in the sights. Man, I got to do it. We got to do it, Brandini. We got go to do. We got to go to Italy. You've been there before, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I haven't done it. I've always done it like I did it with uh, high school and I've done it with my parents and um, I was little when that happened. So I'd love to go back. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to go back at this age and, you know, um, do a real food. Tour, oh, my God. You know, just like that's, fat, fatten me up. Oh, and pasta in the middle of the day. I was thinking about that, dude, that. Oh. Pasta in the middle of the day sounds like a, yeah, definitely a siesta. (laughs) If you know what I mean. That's why we do, we cruise along the shore. We get like a lot of fish and uh, all the fresh fish. Last time we had pasta for lunch, right? What's that? When was the last time we had pasta Pasta for for lunch? lunch? Man, it brought, that's a good question. Be like at like a cafe or something where like, yeah, I don't know. I want like a, like penne pasta or something like that. Maybe at a cheesecake factory situation. Oh, totally. You're at the cheesecake factory. You get oh, that's that's what it was. It was at the cheesecake factory. Pasta Da Vinci. No, which one I get? It's it, it was insane. It was like this uh, this one that it had like it was pasta with like a I think a chick was it like a chicken cutlet on top, and then uh, was it prosciutto on top of that, and then it was all like pestoed out. 
Whoa, that sounds good. It was heavy and delicious, and oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was insanely good. Man, it was. It's just saying that. I'm I'm sure if if there's any Italians uh, listening, <laughs> I'm sorry. It'd be like prosciutto. <laughs> like, oh, oh wow! <laughs> because for pasta to have pasta for lunch, and you saw this in the dishes as well, is the pasta is just a light sauce and noodles and it isn't a large portion. I love how simple it is. Everything looks so simple and delicious. Yeah. Like something you could make for lunch because lunch, it would be, yeah, a much more simpler meal, but Italian food is always really simple. Mm -hmm. There's not. Yeah. Yeah it's going to have the flag to some degree it's going to have your it's going to have some basil it's going to have some tomatoes and it's going to have some mozzarella like and <laughs> you know it's or, or and some combination of it's either pasta or bread you know whatever man i was trying to i was trying to find it but it's all good i described it as well enough as it is but i i it's like my it's it's arguably my favorite food i think uh mexican food has just grown to be like the most regular oh, yeah. thing but like when it's Italian night, I get so fucking excited. I've been craving a lot lately. And then watching this movie just like made me like, Oh my God, I need to do it. Um, yeah. And I'm just like looking through a couple more of my notes. He does a Sylvester impression at, at near the beginning. I thought that was a great way to come into the movie. I thought that was and a Barbera right hilarious. off the bat. I loved that. <laughs> uh, really, really young bald look, uh, was, was a nice, line. I wrote that down too. <laughs> like, really Jude- young. Like who would play me, Jude Law? Like a, you know, he's like he, he's like forty, like he's like forty, yeah, young you. Yeah. <laughs> he's balding, yeah. yeah, but he's got that face, <laughs> yeah, that really young yeah. bald. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, I, yeah, wonderful. It's, it's, it's so so delightful, yeah. It's just so cheeky. Everything's so cheeky. Um, and then I and there was just something that like was just kind of like a I would just like kind of cringe a little bit each time it would happen was like Steve Coogan was very te- teethy on his yeah. fork a lot of the movie and he just drag his teeth across the fork when he would like take big bites and be like Hur! if I was sitting across from him I'd be like ee, ee. or like when someone <laughs> scratches their like fork across the plate or something a little too much and he's like Ugh, yeah um but it was I don't know there was just a couple times I'm like oh geez uh there was some mutiny on the bounty stuff like just like very so they just sort of like we're on the ship they were just yelling anthony hopkins impressions yes. and just like uh-huh. not even saying but i'm just like man they're doing mutiny on the bounty stuff like that was that was a movie yeah my dad was like oh mutiny on the bounty's on oh we got to put this one on <laughs> and just like and we just sit there and like let let that wash over over us throughout the day and uh-huh. you know, take take a nap and come back that's that's uh some of my favorite kind of movies i know i like ship movies too i know there wasn't like a there's some ship stuff in this, but there's something like I, I get like seasick mm. and I want to conquer that, that, uh, and I want to, and I want to take more trips, uh, on a, on a boat, on, on a boat, on a ship and everything. But like in the meantime, seeing people like do it in movies, it like is fun for me. I live like vicariously, um, kind of through, and that's what, that's what movies is. Movies. Is. I was on a movies boat last weekend. You were on a boat. How did that go <laughs> with our I mean, uh, good man, friend, Nick Schulte from, uh, yeah. From uh, Night of the Roxbury. I mean, you don't even know that you're really on a boat, more or less, because That's it's good. big enough. It's a big, big where, way. And it doesn't, like, go out really into the open ocean. It just kind of goes around a bay. 
Um, it's got a bar on it. Only had one person working, and there was like oh wow, thirty people. But boats, you know, boats are cool, <laughs> and especially that boat in the movie was fucking awesome. And it also is introduces a character in the movie that, and that that overall experience that is had in the movie with for Rob um, with the woman who works on the boat is. So it's really interesting how, uh, where it goes, because how he explains it to um, Steve Coogan's agent, let's just call her that. Um, mm-hmm. Fascinating to me because he openly, he jokingly opens up and tells her mm-hmm. that he has been having an extramarital affair on this trip. And what does she think about it? And that, and doesn't really go anywhere either and and it doesn't go anywhere brings it up and just kind of needs to like almost confess it he just like wants to wants to confess to somebody where he knows he'll be in like a kind of a safe space just to like express it i guess um and i think she kind of said enough she's like i'm a hormonal pregnant woman i'm the wrong person to ask and that was kind of enough to like hear what her actual opinion is yeah statement of like yeah, like I don't. I'm not. You're not gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> kind yeah, of that kind of thing. Um, which I don't know. Yeah, she she expressed frankly enough, and again, everything is like like dry and like adult in this movie too. Like I, I don't. know, There's like adult, and obviously it's all adults, but it's just like even like the humor and and everything and how they deal with some of the like the more tender moments of life is kind of more like uh they in a quiet sort of way, and even some of the stuff with like rob brighton in his room by himself like if you put like scary music to some of that stuff you'd be like uh-huh. this man is losing his mind <laughs> <laughs> like he is looking in the mirror and he's just like doing dustin hoffman shit like in the mirror and then he like i get that he's sad about his wife not like recognizing his mo- i love that it's a fucking michael mann movie <laughs> I, yeah. I love that detail um, but he's just like sitting there and he's just like doing oh, that michael right? it's like movie. oh my god he's like really, he really upset him. and this is like impressions are like a coping mechanism <laughs> like uh-huh totally I'm, I'm worried about rob brighton um and that's where yeah i like when it kind of veered into that a little bit but i didn't need too much of it this wasn't wasn't a movie where i would like harsh it for not going enough into some of those things uh-huh, it was totally. it was nice that it was there there was some of it because if it was all impressions if it was all you know, just them fucking around and bullshitting and everything, <laughs> like which I love. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah, but it's like just movie. a little bit of like part that like makes yeah. it a movie and that makes it have a kind of like a through line and a you know almost like kind of a beginning, middle, and end. Beginning is very quick. They get right into it, but and the yes. ending is kind of quick too. It's really just like very uh, vin- vignettes of restaurants for them to like just just riff in, in different areas. And mm. uh, yeah, I mean those. I think I forgot about that Christian Bale, Tom Hardy one. That that one definitely is one of the best. Um, <laughs> deserted doesn't mean hot. I, I thought that was pretty great. Where you say, I mean, he's talking about something deserted. It's like, oh, and it's really hot. It's like, it's deserted doesn't mean that it's hot. <laughs> it's deserted. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like another like throwaway line. Like, anyway, move on. It's like, oh, yeah. so oh yeah. funny like nuggets in there. There's mm-hmm. a time where he's just like, fuck, fuck, fucky, fuck. Uh, I might use that one. And then the whole, like the, the, the quat coming. <laughs> yes. Or I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like a, like a 11 year old or something, but I was just dying laughing during that, <laughs> that whole thing. He said it in so many different ways 
about a quad come and, <laughs> and is the quad coming now? Is like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's such a stupid, easy joke to make, but they just make it so hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Like a benevolent yeah. uncle. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the, the sensibility of a benevolent uncle is, yeah. A perfect descriptor for their energy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're also wrestling with the fact that of being those benevolent uncles to be those older guys. They're giving themselves shit. A lot of this movie about their age and about what they're doing at the, the age that they're at and how, you know, just overall their approaches to life and whether or not it's changed based on their age and how appropriate they're being in situations. Right. Um, yeah. Adds a lot of meat to this uh, pretty, very light not pretty you know i was gonna you know because we've just been talking about some of the more um subject or value uh yeah plotting stuff in this movie and yeah it's um it's got some of it it's got enough of it it's got to get a balance i think think the affair was It's missing something though i guess i'm i I, it's just keeping in my mind a little bit of like yeah there's something that's That's missing uh, here Mm -hmm. where i'm like for a two-hour for a movie absolutely that's an absolutely fair criticism i agree right why didn't we get further along with you know uh steve and his son in the Mm -hmm. relationship or build up yeah Yes, you know, but I love, I genuinely loved like his son's attitude with hanging out with his dad and how it wasn't a, yes, his son is not like super outgoing and a Lothario like he is, but mm-hmm. he, his son like is down to do stuff with his dad and appreciates mm-hmm. hanging out with his dad and seeing Steve like that and love that and need that is, mm-hmm. is great, but that was it, nice. It, it's just it's very brief. It's like yeah. just just such a small snapshot of, you know, yeah, cuz any character development to go back just a little bit is you know, we start the movie and Steve is saying he's not drinking, which he gives up on that pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. He isn't he's not approaching this vacation or this this job, this you know, what this trip as um an opportunity to hook up or like forget about things he's confronting he's confronting things at moments in this movie and throughout it but yeah um and then rob too i mean we mentioned like him having an extramarital affair and what the repercussions of that are non-existent in this at right the repercussions absolutely not and it's no, not here there's no there's no no, it's, it's, it's really about them going through. They don't come back from the trip. It's a, it's a movie where you really just experience just, just the trip, just the trip. Of it, and then you get glimpses of real life kind of coming in and then it just ends with kind of like, yeah, kind of like almost a, it is kind of like a, a, a passage, like a passage or a rite of passage with the trip or just like a, a, a fallout from the trip. You can tell something is coming, but you're just not going to experience it. Even like a, a, a movie that I mentioned on the travel list, like before sunset or whatever is really, yeah, just a night on a trip between two people. And it is that sense of like, we, mm. do, yeah, maybe we, we do romanticize Italy and they romanticize it as well because it is like a fleeting thing for them. They're not going to stay They're They're not exactly. they're, they're leaving, you know? And so right. those mo- moments are a lot more poignant and, and mm. everything. And, and they're able to ascribe 
this fantastical sort of a uh, view of it through movies. Everything they look at is just like a reference to a movie. Oh, this is where that was shot. Oh, this is where mm. uh, Roman holiday was shot. Oh, you remember that scene? Uh, you know, there was Roman holiday was, was a lot of the movie, but he, the La Dolce, yeah. La Dolce Vida and like other like kind of older movies that I'm not as fam- familiar with, even the catacombs. The reason that they go there uh, was because uh, the, the wife said that that was uh, a place that, was in a movie or something like that. She was, or no, or no, it was the sorry assistant or agent. Sorry, of uh, said that there was a place that she always wanted to check out. Yeah, and to let that guide you on a on a trip and everything shows that you have a certain view of yeah of that place of that it is kind of like almost caught in this fantastical reality, and I think that plays into how you view them, the psyche of them as as characters and everything. But it is subtle and it is kind of just in passing to the next bit. Um, and, and more so at the end as, as well. And, you know, but then I, I also think is like, there are very like other obvious ways to take the drama and for better or worse, where it's like, yeah, there could have been this whole, this whole thing possibly about them to, I don't know, maybe it could have been done in a good way or, or an annoying played out sort of drawn out sort of way, which would just be like, Annoying that for them to have drama against each other, but for him to be, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. for him to be like, oh, my son, I want to bring my son along on the trip and he wants to visit. We're going to have to skip out on Sicily. I'm sorry about that. That is an p- opportunity for drama for John Bryden to be like, well, that was like the main thing that I wanted to do. And I've been doing all these Pacino references. Yeah, and, 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 and then like kind of got him the movie, which was really kind of funny to me <laughs> of like, he did a Pacino impression for the, for yeah. the real. Yeah. And then he got the film. I was like, Whoa, he got it off the like, Oh, and creeping it, out. Like some, uh, some, uh, uh he wasn't creeping around. No, she was fine. She, she was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. No. That was the just, funny a, that was a Coogan was just, uh, that was interesting too but that's like these flourishes of their character and their uh relationship where steve is you know asking her even though he in the previous movie and his overall attitude is the guy who would be the one that would be uh you know hook not hooking up but like he would be the active participant in kissing somebody that is younger than him and um yeah like him asking it was yeah it was an interesting character uh mm-hmm. character flourish i liked it more yeah and 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 some of the other i mean like that's one dramatic element that could have happened and even something even the stuff with the sun it could have there could have been like a very like tropey sort of way of handling the son of like he's just like a pissed off teenager and he doesn't like his dad and he's pissed off that his dad isn't around enough or something like that and he could be spiteful but instead he's just like oh you're gonna be around you're gonna want like by the end he's like you want to move close that would be nice that would be cool or whatever but like you can tell very much that the son is his own person as well and he's not just existing within the the view of of him and, and all that and and his life isn't based around hating his dad or something like when you see the son, he seems like a very like fully realized person he's got his own path he's yeah. doing his own thing um he's and I, insecure but he's like i don't know it, that's the age you're at yeah. you know mm-hmm. it, it, very, yeah very 
realized or just natural because natural he just, definitely. Se- he just seems like the son of steve coogan or <laughs> rob brighton somebody's son was in that movie but yeah everything was very comfortable and i yeah i think they they have that effect on anyone else around them as well and whether they were real people that were just there and they asked if they can if they can shoot them and, and everything like that like uh they they had a way with just having a control of the situation where yeah, I would watch like a travel show with them being the hosts or, or something too. Cause it's just so, it's so fun. I, I, I love, I love their humor. Um, there was another line. She shivered my timber. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one there where he was just giving other, other lines of, I, there was other ones that were, that were fine, but that was my favorite. Um, I forget what they were talking about, but movies like acting or something, but, uh, he was challenging him once. He's like, I know more than you do is like Steve Coogan was saying to Rob Bright and he's like, yeah, but I know nothing. I can't even fucking name it. That's a fucking terrible joke. But it's like, I, I can't like redo it, but it's just, I just thought that was so funny of like, I, uh, no, was, I remember he was like trying too. to like it's challenge him. He was like, he's, or he's like, oh yeah, well I know more than you do. So that's why I'm going to be better, better at it. He's like, well, why am I competition? I like, I know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> like, what are you trying yes. to prove? <laughs> that's the dressing down that I'm talking about that just comes with being such good friends with somebody it's yeah. like it's okay to say that you're an idiot amongst people that care mm-hmm. about you and you know that it's a safe space to do that sure they'll give you shit about it but like that's also just turning it around where you're like yeah I don't, got me great. <laughs> yeah you got me uh, um yep yeah, and that's i did the others i just kind of wanted to run through some of my notes my last note i noticed i was going through lord byron's wikipedia page before this because yeah. i didn't know enough about as well, lord byron as they do and uh, one of the women that he was interested in, Lord Lady Caroline Lamb, I'm not sure in which which uh, period of his life this was. I think this was near his uh, exodus from England, <laughs> near sometime around there. But Lady Caroline Lamb said he that man is mad, bad, and dangerous to know. <laughs> I had to write that down because I was like. Someone in the 1800s said that? That sounds fucking that? awesome. That sounds like a rock song. <laughs> yeah, like that sounds like the the fucking tagline for a for a movie that I want to watch. Uh, but yeah, I was running through some of those. I, I feel like we've gone through some of the the big beats of it. Like this this movie like uh just reminds me and makes me want to like eat good food and travel to new exciting places, experience new culture. Um with a companion, like somebody to like have fun with and, and joke around, uh, and kind of, yeah, I don't know, just bounce off with each other and enjoy the finer parts of life while, uh, you know, Oh, we got it. Yeah. Joking around. And yeah, I mean, that's what we do, man. Like we, when, uh, yeah, it's about making it. Yeah. It's just, again, one of the greatest joys in life is making your friends laugh. It's so like, yeah, it just, it fills me up with so much joy making my friends laugh yeah. and uh, uh, seeing a movie where that's like the thesis of it is, you know, regardless, you know, somewhat in, in regardless of what you're doing um, in the, whatever's going on outside and whatever is happening in your own life, I'm here for you. And the way that I'm showing up is by trying to make you think about how funny things are and to make you laugh and it's yeah it's a wonderful thing to watch <laughs> yeah and i i uh it seems effortless effortless when they do it and uh 
it's it's cool to see someone like make it like their craft of of making somebody laugh and and doing impressions and whatnot. Um, but I was thinking of moving on to some reviews if if you'd like. Or is there any final or like uh, and not final thoughts or any anything else you wanted to mention? No, I'm ready to re- move on to reviews. Cool. Um, I, can I can I do a quick break? Is that okay? Yeah. Do you want Do you want me to keep rolling or uh, we'll just we'll do a break? Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll do a break. We'll be right back, folks. So what I have here is the chicken Bellagio, folks. Yes. I, I pulled it up and I'm showing Brandini a picture of it right now. And it it, it is glorious. I, I don't know how I thought I could have this as a lunch item. <laughs> but I like we I planned this trip to Cheesecake Factory. I hadn't been in a while. I was like, I'm going to look at the menu beforehand because there's so much stuff. And like what kind of like the most like legendary things there are there that I haven't haven't had before. And yeah, this is a crispy coke, crispy coated chicken breasts over basil pasta and Parmesan cream sauce topped with prosciutto and arugula salad. Fuck, man, that sounds good. It, that chicken cutlet is like oh, just right on top of the, the pasta. It's it's a nap time thing. You could definitely split. I, I, it's almost like a, it's a splittable item. It's almost necessary. It's hard to imagine just taking taking that thing down on your own, but uh, it doesn't. It tastes really good nap time oh, stuff yeah. and you and especially a little cheesecake after you're done so um all right well i'm gonna go through a little bit of these uh critics reviews to start with to remind everyone it's an 87 percent by the critics certified fresh uh movie from them they say um let's start with variety known for their lists on scorsese movies scott foundis says now and then, Winterbottom nudges the movie in the direction of narrative, but even when it's just ambling about, the trip to Italy casts a warm, enveloping spell. Ooh, okay. Almost like the sauce envelops that pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah, Parmesan cream, baby. This is interesting to me interesting to me because on Metacritic, this is, I don't know, it's a nice place to pull up critics' reviews, but it says McClatchy Tribune Nurse Nur- News Service, which sounds like it's a uh, very British, but it says Roger Moore wrote this review. <laughs> oh, stop. Which I don't believe, but maybe it's a man no. named Roger Moore. And it says a leg up on the first trip on altogether more delightful vacation with two blokes who might wear us and, and each other out along the way. But then that's half the fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. I like to pull up all sorts of critics reviews. 75 out of 100. The trip to Italy doesn't feel entirely new, but there's comfort and familiarity too. And as Bryden and Coogan note in one discourse, it's the rare sequel, Godfather part two. That's better than its forebear. Oof. Wow. (laughs) They succeeded. Holy shit. With that person. My God. That's they commented on it. And yeah. Uh, from, from Vulture, David Edelstein, uh, 70 out of 100. As befits its settings, the trip to Italy aims higher than its predecessor, maybe too high, and isn't as fresh. I enjoyed it, though. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun that the critics are the people that are like that, because I just, to start know, getting into, like, like the difference like, yeah, between the fine. two. Yeah, like, it's up. okay. It always right. seems like the audience is just like, why are critics so hard on everything? They just need to, like, have a good time, lighten up totally <laughs> it's, so it's an interesting reaction yeah 
Um, let's go to some negative audience reviews. Uh, this one from Sylvie gives it a zero. It was two hours of waiting for the movie to start and the two main characters to shut up. Worst <laughs> movie. I really don't know what the critics are thinking. Someone must be buying dinner or something. Terrible movie. Don't bother. Uh, from Ottawa Critic, zero. Run, don't walk from this movie if you have believed the reviews. Never have I wanted the main characters in the film to just shut up more. They waste beautiful scenery, beautiful food, and beautiful women with their self-absorbed and usually off-key wow. or completely God, inappropriate but bad what is that word badinage badinage that is a weird word i don't know maybe that's mm. a fancy word that i don't know um uh from erasner another zero definitely not for everyone and i was in the not four category <laughs> fortunately i figured this out in the first three minutes and walked out by 10 minutes with my husband our theater gave us comp passes for another movie so if you do pay the money and you are miserable by minute three go ahead and get your refund <laughs> uh from another from beach lover if it were not for the lovely occasional views of italy and the 30 second shots of the food i would have walked out of this movie i it could it could have been an exquisite movie but the overwinded silliness of the characters and the constant ad-libbing with no logical conversation at all absolutely no storyline made this movie a disaster i could have predicted the disaster when the opening scene was nothing but 15 minutes of their gibberish I have never wanted the main characters in any movie to just be quiet, but this one, I just wanted them to shut up. That's the third time they're just like, <laughs> shut up, show more scenes of the food and of Italy. I mean, the, the, the title is a trip to Italy, not a road trip with idiots. <laughs> Nailed it. It was misleading as well as the trailer. And I will be very reluctant to ever watch a movie directed by Winterbottom again. How sad with the location and the food storyline. It should have and could have been a wonderful movie. I rate this movie a zero. That was... oh, that's so funny to just hate the people in it like that. Because that doesn't happen often where you're just like, I want the main character to shut up. No. <laughs> that's like the whole point. And it's a sequel too. It's like, did you do you yeah. see do you watch the first one? That's what's so funny. People just blown away, like, oh, a movie about a trip to Italy. They didn't know it's like there's a there's a just the trip. I can imagine like right. why like what if you we're like, oh, European vacation. It's just a movie about European vacation. Who are these Griswolds? They're fucking crazy. <laughs> I just want to see Austria or whatever they go these, in that movie. These people are consuming movies wrong. I don't know what else to <laughs> say, but I don't. <laughs> they need to watch Roman Holiday. They, they need to go back, watch La Dolce Vita. Uh, yeah, so that's that's some of the feelings. That's the, that's the thermometer of the 87 versus 57 that we're experiencing here. Um, Brandini, do you want to express any final thoughts and uh, ascribe a score of your own? Yes, I would love to. Um, this movie challenges me in a way to think about, and, and it's, it's, and I really kind of cherish it. Yeah. Uh, and I really cherish this movie for doing this is, at, you can want a movie to have more, but when you think about what it's bringing to the table, and yes, the dish that they're serving you could be just marinara sauce and spaghetti, but like 
those things rock like that rocks. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it could be a, um, elevated version of that and elevated. I mean, have more plotting or have more groundedness because a lot of these critiques we just heard is that people are like, these guys are insane and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm hearing is they're insufferable, <laughs> but the scenery is, um, yeah. So, anyway, but I love this movie for it. I really laughed a lot during this because it, yeah, it just connects with me. Uh, and I, because of that, it was enjoyable. And um, so easily digestible, <laughs> even though eating pasta in the middle of the day sounds like a recipe for a nap. This parallel is wonderful. I love this parallel that you're working, working with. <laughs> the, how digestible this movie is makes me um, not tired. It makes me uh, laughing on the way out and feeling like I want to live more life and to connect with my friends and to just cherish moments like doing this podcast with you of, you know, just making your friends laugh, having conversations just over food, over whatever, and live, yeah, living somewhat of an Italian lifestyle where it's life is better lived through passions than it is by, you know, um, not services, but yeah, like I'm not bringing the table, the work that I'm doing, I'm bringing to the table, the interests that I have. And that is a really fulfilling meal. That's something that goes down smooth. And um, yeah, I I like this movie a lot. I'm going to give this movie um, an 89%. Wonderful. Uh, gra- grazie. What is the, what is the word they say? Malay, Malaysia or something like that. There's some other word they say after grazie. Grazie and then, uh, right. What is it? It's not bellissima. It's, grazie um, mille. Grazie mille. Yeah. Grazie mille. A thousand thanks is I believe oh. what is it? They were like a thank you very much. I should say a thousand thanks more. A thousand thanks, Brandini. <laughs> Brandini is a very Italian. And when we go to Italy, we got to introduce you as, oh, this is Brandini. You have not met Brandini. Brandini, stable. <laughs> um, for, yeah, for my thoughts on this movie, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like we've, we've uh, expressed a lot along the way, but um for a movie that was supposed to make me laugh. I was cracking up, man. Like in the, in the moments yeah. they wanted me to laugh, like they, they had me in, in a way that is not in a lot of movies that are so scripted in, in comedies and are so plotting, um, which has, has its place in everything too, but can get bogged down in, in some of that stuff. And it's nice to just kind of go on a, go on a trip and then just kind of like have that be the vessel for the comedy, have two people, in charge of the words coming out of their mouth that they, they don't really have like a very loose script. And like, that is, that is, uh, an energy that comes across Mm -hmm. that's beyond, uh, what's what the words are in the script and everything. Uh, it's body language, it's chemistry. And a lot of that time, that's what communication is. And that's what was communicated to me throughout the movie, uh, for the humor and, and everything. And even the stuff that, yeah, that was like, I don't know. And then someone else's hands doing that same bit, it just wouldn't be as funny. And their ways of working off each other and being 
stupid and, and silly in, in ways that like, um, was not like, like I say, when he wasn't even doing like the best impressions, sometimes they were like bad impressions, but even that was funny. Like they just know how to keep that energy going. They knew how to edit it in a way that like kept that, kept that energy going, flowing, uh, throughout as well. Even though if I were to criticize, yeah, like two hours for this kind of thing, like when I looked at it going into it, I was like, okay, that's, that's like, that's, that's a little much, you know, like, uh, yeah. It's, uh, and I, and even throughout it, I was kind of, I wasn't checking my clock necessarily or anything, but it was just kind of like, yeah, like what, mm. what is really happening? Okay. It was really just kind of just these, I'm going to pause and go get a, get water, you know, maybe look at my phone a little bit, then turn it back on type entered. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even, even that's fine and everything too, but just, there's a lot of trademarks that this movie has and it is a series that fit the bill for me is, is funny. And honestly, you were talking about the James Bond thing earlier. James Bond was talked about a lot in this movie. Uh, Roger Moore in particular. Well, yeah. Move, and Sean Connery. Move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, yeah, like the scenery, the food, like that alone, it just like already gets me uh, kind of in the door. And then to know yes. that like these guys are kind of just, yeah. And I don't need them commentating, commentating too much on the food, just kind of like uh, having fun Ooh. together. And I had fun with them. Um, and that, yeah, I think maybe the length and then also if I was going to another criticism I was kind of thinking of was, uh, yeah, some of the references, like some of the things are like aging. They're not mm -hmm. age, like the same way you would watch. I don't know. This is maybe this isn't the best comparison, but you, when Ted came out and you watch Ted, it's like, oh, this right. is like, whatever you think about Ted, if you think it's a funny movie, that's fine. But it's like, uh, a lot of those references are of that time. And they were making a lot of like, of that time references. And even in this movie is like the dark Knight right? This isn't even a dark Knight. This is a dark Knight rises reference, uh -huh. you know, which like I'm very familiar with. It's all good with me. And like <laughs> a lot of like Batman stuff. And, and it's like all that hits me, but I, I, I can recognize the polarizing score and understand it's not for everyone. Um, yes. but I had a great time laughing really hard at, uh, at a lot of it. And when it would almost, I feel like going to lull, just bring me right back in. Um, and enough heart. There was enough heart there for me to care about the characters and what was going on in their personal lives. Like just enough. I, I thought it, it, it mm -hmm. was enough. And some of those predictable dramatic elements, I'm kind of almost grateful that it didn't get too into that. Like them having a tiff between each other. I'm not sure if I wanted that. Like, I'm not sure <laughs> no, if I wanted right. them to get like mad at each other for a moment. In the uh -huh. movie. And then for her, him to go with the, the sailor lady and then him to go with the photographer and they each have a separate adventure. It's like, I don't know if I really wanted them to separate. I'm glad that they stuck together. You know, I'm glad that things were pretty copacetic and kind of the movie I think was, was better for it for me. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm very close with you. Um, I'll do, I'll do an 84. I'll do an 84. I feel like that's kind of where yeah. these movies, the past couple of movies have ah. been residing for me. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But it is, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's maybe not as memorable as a lot of other movies for there's certain things that are memorable, but it's like just a feeling and uh and a vibe, man, when you go through it. It's just a yeah, you're you're traveling and and hanging out with these these guys that are gonna goof around. Um and it's just yeah, it's so funny when like the bad reviews are like, it's too silly and they need to shut up. It's like those are the two things we love about it. They're like, they're so silly yeah, and we love when right. they talk. Like <laughs> so it's just yeah, it's like either you like it or you don't. Um, but for our next mm. movie, we're gonna continue this little trip 
of the yes. Mediterranean. <laughs> Which is so perfect for what this season is. Is this season is building up to Thanksgiving and we are watching movies that are about being with friends, being with family and eating good food. Yeah. And so together, and, yeah. And so good this food, good yeah. company. Good food, good company. That alone, man, really goes for a lot with in my book, you Absolutely. know. Uh movies that it's a wonderful depiction of that. I uh I come yeah. Yeah, I it's mean a good time. And this one again, this movie I would recommend to to people and I would oh, yeah. and I would throw on again, like, oh throw any of the trips on. Sure. I mean, I remember having joined the the first one and uh for next week, I feel like this bodes well in our favor for the next movie, which is a little trip to Greece after our trip to Italy is what we're going to be doing next. And this is, yes. a, this is a series of ours, I guess that we're doing. And this one is even more polarizing. It is yeah. higher rated by the critics, yeah. and lower rated by the audience. So yes. it's like they're, oh, they're so even fun. more disagreeing. So it's an 88, just 1% higher by the critics. And then a 51 by the audience, uh, like six, right. 6% less for them. Um, yeah, it's only got a hundred ratings on Rotten Tomatoes by the audience. That's, that's crazy. Uh, but anyways, that's going to be our next trip. That's going to be our next movie. Uh, I got, I got, I got something. Can I yeah, throw something out here? Yeah. Throw something out here. I got three movies that are magnetized and James, I would Holy like shit. to give them to you. Oh and God. then if, if here's the rules. So since it's Holy just a party, a, a party of one. Are you springing it, this on me? Baby? No, this is crazy. This is crazy. I, I, I got three movies. Happening. I got three movies. And here's the rules okay. is that if you. If the differences across these three mm-hmm. are larger than 27, then you lose. Okay. Like how much I get wrong is that it exceeds 27. It, it's, if the, okay. the cu- cumulative difference between okay. percentages. I understand on three movies is larger than 27 okay then you lose so i got okay. like nine nine differential on each one okay yes okay yeah he, all right okay i'll okay. do my best i'll try i'm so okay. excited <laughs> the first movie is going to be the thin red line the thin red line, line. a movie that i have not seen is this uh I can tell you a little bit this about is, it. It's starring uh, what's, Sean Penn. Who directed this, this movie? Is it's a, that one guy. Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. That's right. It's got Sean Penn, Adrian Brody, Jim Cavizel, George Clooney, John Cusack, 2000, mm-hmm. Terrence Malick. Fuck. The Ooh. Thin Red Line. I feel like this is, this is magnetized, really? People agree on this movie. Wow, this seems mm-hmm. like almost a polarizing situation of like, Oh, people want to like a war movie. Then it ended up being like an art art house Malik movie. From right. What so I, my can, knowledge of it, but so, so consider that then because hmm. I, because think about how high the audience will go then. Yeah. Give given those things that you stipulated mm-hmm. given how high they will go, but given who's in it, think about what the critics think. 73. I don't know. This is hard. Is 73 your final answer? Yeah. It is 80%. Okay. All right. I got set. Okay. Seven. I'm at seven. Yeah. All right. You're at seven. You're at seven. Okay. So now you got, you got good. like two, two, two extra points to work with. Carry, <laughs> to work with. To work. Okay. 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 
80. You said 80, 80 flat? Wow. 80 flat. 80 flat. Yeah, 80 flat. The next movie is The Quiet Man. It was recommended to me by Danny Burge because it is a wonderful movie to watch because it's very good. It stars uh, John Wayne. Oh, shit. Pilgrim. And it is about John Wayne as an American goes to Ireland because his heritage is from there. And he goes there to restore like the house that, um, that was given to him by his Irish heritage. He, uh, you know, starts ingratiating himself with this Irish community and then ends up uh, falling in love with one of the Irish lasses there. And it is called the quiet man. It has a very iconic scene that was parodied by family guy where essentially like the chicken continuously fighting through stuff oh. is a parody of this movie because, no. Because in this movie, there's like a 20 minute long fight scene that like they're brawling all throughout the town. That's they awesome. go throughout the whole town and then they even go outside to like a river and it's like and it's just them just like beating the shit <laughs> out of each other through all of this stuff. That's fucking okay. rad. We just watched okay. Face Off together. I don't reminds me of the, like, the speedboat oh. chase <laughs> where they just fucking the quiet man. It's yeah. So, okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a and, classic. And I feel like it's probably yeah, a classic movie. movie. I, I, I'm going to say an 88. Okay. 88, your final answer? Yeah. It's 91. Ooh. Ooh okay. I was going to okay. say, I know this is a stupid after the fact thing, but I was going to say 91. <laughs> but I just, I was like, I Perfect. should lower that. Okay. Man, I could have okay. had it. All right. So I'm at 10. Oh, Ooh. You're at 10. So, okay. okay. You got. Okay. Feeling good. Feeling good. 17% or 17 okay. percentage points to work with on this last one. All right. All right. Game final on, one. Baby. Final one. Here I've been magnetized. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. I know this is on my list for the game, but I don't remember. So it's okay. I remember okay. I put this on, on the list, Okay, but I do not remember the score. So I think this is fair for me to guess. Okay. If you think it's fair, then yeah, I really don't like, like, Oh yeah. I remember. I just remember like putting it on on my list for my for my magnetized list. Um, yeah. So I mean, then do you do you want me to tell you pitch it? You want? You no, want know? I know. I know this movie very well. Ooh, this is okay. So this is going to be all right. This was like, yeah, this is a great Paul Dano performance. This is a great Steve Carell performance. I love the Alan Arkin in this movie. Is Tony Collette great? Tony Collette. Oh my yep. God, what a cast! And then uh, great. the girl is so so such an amazing performance from her. Mm -hmm. Um, the the Little Miss Sunshine herself. Fuck, this is rated well. Um, Abigail Breslin. That's the Abigail Breslin. I uh, will give it a ninety-two. Such a final answer. Yeah, ninety-one. Another 91, you, you son it. of a bitch. That's <laughs> like where you're like, you, there's like a test where it's like, oh, another C. Oh, another C multiple choice answer. I'm starting to question it. I was one off, or I was, what did I say? 93? 92. Oh, I was you only one off? off? Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I promise. Busted it by a six a 16 percentage points. You did it. That was fun. You have been magnetized. You've been magnetized. Oh man, that's a fun game. I'm glad I never got to play before. <laughs> <laughs> That was rad. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brandy. That was a surprise too. That was a surprise <laughs> game. That was great. Well, uh, this has been a fucking blast. I'll, I'll just say as always uh, with you, my friend, 
I see on the Discord chat our old friend Nick Schulte uh, from our Night at the Roxbury episode is commenting that there is just a picture of a chicken Bellagio from Cheesecake Factory in this chat right now. A former uh, Cheesecake employee. (laughs) Cheesecake Factory Immediately knows exactly what that is. That's a chicken Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) I would... (laughs) sell that or i'd, I'd uh push, yeah. push that one every day i have seen thousands of this <laughs> <laughs> he's very familiar with the the ins and out that's a that's a fucking bible of yeah. a menu to, I think, to understand i feel like nick was telling me that it's and or and or mike were telling me that this is one of the most popular dishes i think yeah this i mean is one was, of their biggest sellers. i was looking at like listicles of cheesecake factor or like youtube videos before i went i was like what's like the big thing that oh you should my do? god like and we talked like about so, in the beginning yeah it was such a fun uh sort of cheese cheesecake pasta lunch trip because it was just so purposeful like i'm getting i'm getting one of these meals and i saw the chicken bellagio i'm like that just i don't know chicken cutlets have been my shit lately i love i love yeah, a good chicken cutlet yeah. So yummy. Fuck yeah. Um, but thank you so much, everybody, for uh for joining us on this very special polarized episode. Brought brought up straight up to your to your ear holes. <laughs> and uh, diss you. And diss you <laughs> right up to your face. Um waxing and milking. Milking. Uh, dropping science. We're dropping it all over. Mm-hmm. Uh like you're driving a Range Rover. Um oh my god, don't get me st- started i i've had such a good time with you brandini i feel like we took yeah. a little trip over and i'm so excited to do it again next time in greece uh if you guys want to oh. watch us do this live we're on uh twitch.tv uh slash polarized pod if you want to reach us on uh <laughs> on uh musk's uh very own twitter uh you can reach <laughs> us on there uh polarized pod as well uh, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send anything else uh, to us there, any ideas or fan mail or uh, nudes or anything like that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just checked it the other day. Didn't see any nudes. <laughs> <laughs> anything at all, anything you guys want. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been your forever guest. I've, I've been uh, the, the polar, one of the polar Kings of this, kings. Of, this <laughs> of this kingdom of the court of the polar court of the polar court. <laughs> I reside with I the re- great Brandini, and it has been. Uh, I'll rise for Brandini. I'll rise with <laughs> long live the Brandini. P.T. Brandini. Brand- <laughs> oh. Atreides. <laughs> Brandini. Brandini. Brandinis. <laughs> Brandinis. Brandinis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, space Meluge. It's Space Meluge. God, I'm so excited for part two. Okay. I'm so fucking pumped. Hey, and yep. Oh my God. Let's talk about that. Um, no, we're we're out of here. We'll see you guys uh, next time for Trip to Greece. Anything else you want to say, Brandini, before I say goodbye? Uh s- yeah, no, no, that's it. Hell yeah. Okay, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye.